Hey there, this is Pastor John Ware, lead pastor of Lifehouse Newport News, a church that exists to help all people experience life change through Christ. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. We hope it inspires you and gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. Now let's get to today's episode. Today, I sincerely felt that the God told me to tell you this, no matter what happens, you're like, are you going to finish your, your statement? I will later on. But at the same time, I sincerely felt that God told me to tell you today, no matter what happens. Paul, right, he was a, a church planner, pastor, and Paul, he would actually go uh, to 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 different pla- to different places and preach the gospel and plant and plant churches and one of the cities that he went and planted churches in was the city of Philippi uh, and Philippi he planted the church he raised up leaders and then actually bailed and went to go to a different city and preach the gospel and plant churches raises up leaders and the thing is though while he was the second time coming back to Philippi he got put in prison he got quarantined. That's what I call it. I'm not sure, quarantined or prison. Tomato, tomato, right? The thing is, though, while he was in prison, he actually decided to write a letter encouraging the church he planted in in Philippi that now for us has become the book of Philippians. And what we can actually see here, I thought it was so appropriate looking at a letter that Paul wrote while quarantined to people that have been quarantined. And while, they, the, while honestly, I would love to preach the whole book tonight, tonight I want to specifically speak to one chapter, and that's the first, the, the first chapter that I see Paul saying things to his church from prison that, that, that honestly tonight I feel like was just, God's, God, was just God's word to you. It took, it took everything within me not to just honestly read the whole chapter to you and sit down. Because honestly, hopefully what you've seen here, as we've been doing this 30-day Bible journey, and we've, you know, we've got 155 people right now signed up to read the Bible daily. We did a 30-day Bible challenge, and we're doing a second-day 30-Bible reading challenge starting tomorrow. So if you want in, text BC30, to 757-690-2401. Each day you'll, you'll, you'll get a devotional from our team and it'll give you direction as you read each, each day. But one of the most beneficial things that I have seen as people have encountered God's, God's word, they have, and I mean, honestly, when I see somebody from our church out in public or something like that, they're just saying, thank you for doing the 30-day Bible reading challenge. Because honestly, I've had people, they've been saved for 20-some years saying, I've never read the Bible like this. And honestly, sometimes, sometimes I feel the best thing that I could possibly do for you is to just give you God's word, put it in your hands, and let the Holy Spirit, who wrote the Bible, speak to you. So, so like I said, it took everything within me not to just read the book of Philippians, the first chapter, and just sit down, because there's so much power just in God's word. But at the same time, we're going to actually start off in verse number 27, and and then we're going to go from there. All right, verse number 27. Just remember the context here. Paul, Paul is writing this from prison to, to a church he planted. So Paul has got, has got a pastor's heart. 
These are people he loves. These are people he probably dedicated their kids. He probably married some of them, right? These are people that he genuinely loves and cares for, and he's writing to them, reminding them of something. Philippians 1.27, it says this, no matter what happens, live in a way that brings honor to the good news about Christ. Now the thing is here, this is the tail end of of chapter one. So Paul here, he goes on before this and and says a few things to them. And what he's saying here is basically in conclusion, let me sum this chapter up for you. No matter what happens, Live in a way that brings honor to the, to the good news about Christ, right? And we probably say, yeah, but Paul, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Political unrest, racial unrest, economic insanity, financial crisis. Whatever happens, live for Christ. Here's, here's, here's the thing, right? We're going to actually systematically work through this first chapter and today, I sincerely feel like God wants to say to you, no matter what happens, and we're going to fill in some blanks here. All right, here's, here's the first one here. No matter what happens, God will complete the work he started in you. Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 through 6 says, says this here. It says, I thank my God every time, every time I remember you. So, so can't you just feel the, the pastoral tone here? He's like, I thank my God every time that I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you, everyone say in. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. What Paul is saying here, he's saying if God began a good work in you, God will complete the work. The most important work that God does for you is the work that God does in you. The most important work that God does for you is the work that God does in you. Everyone say in. Because honestly, what I think is going on right now is we are so, we pay so much attention to what is going on out here that we miss what God wants to do in here. And here's the thing, right? This season, it probably has for you, it definitely has personally, has exposed what we've been building on on the inside. Because honestly, pressure will expose you. Pressure will expose what is inside of you. The pressure squeezes you, and what is inside will come out. And personally, this has been true. It has exposed cracks in my life personally, in my marriage, in my relationship with my kids. It has squeezed me to the point of saying, John, what have you been building your life on? And what I believe today is that God, in the God within this season where things are crazy out here, if you pay attention to what God wants to do, he will start to do a work in you. How many of you know this? If you're good in here, it does, there could be craziness out here, but if, if you're good here, you can get through a whole lot. And honestly, my prayer has been, God, strip away anything that hinders the work you want to do inside of my heart. Because, guys, we forget this is why Jesus came. He did not come to, he came to change your heart. 
He came to give you hope inside here. He came to give you faith here. He came to give you love here. He came to change you from the inside out, not the outside in. He wants to change you from the inside. And there are some people here today, you've been angry, mad, struggling, depressed. And what God is telling you today, that he started a work in you, but you've turned from, 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 from what he was doing in you and shifted to what was going on around you. And today he's telling you, get your focus back. Get your focus back. Because God will use whatever is going on out here to change you and shift you on the inside. There is a, a work that Jesus did for us, but then there is a work that Jesus does in us. One, and honestly, I teach this all the time. There was a work that Jesus did on the cross, in our place, and for our sin that we could not do. But then there, there is a work that the Holy Spirit then does in us to shape us and form us to be like Christ. How many of you that have been following Christ any amount of time, you, you know you just got some stuff inside of you that needs to come out. And the thing is, it is the Holy Spirit that does the work. It's not willpower. It's not striving harder. It is the Holy Spirit. When you open up your life to the Holy Spirit, and the crazy thing is, the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible. So every time you open your Bible, what you are saying is, Holy Spirit, I am letting you invade the very core of my existence. That is why God's word is so powerful and pertinent. We've, we've, we've got to switch our, our idea of what success looks, looks, uh, of what success looks like. Because honestly, within our culture, we think success happens by what we have, own, the status that we attain, the identity that we have. But success within the kingdom of God is an inside job. It is an inside kingdom that God wants to build. The God wants to build within you. It's just like the parable that Jesus said whenever he said there were two builders, one, one built on sand and one built on, on rock. When the storm came, the one that built on the rock was the one that saw through the storms. And, and honestly, I believe that that is what God is challenging us within this season. It's showing what you've built on. But the thing is, is, God, is that God has grace. And within this season, you can actually say, God, expose it to me. Reveal it to me. And you know what? If you see what you've been building on is shady, then God has grace today for you to, for you to switch it up and make it an inside job. But here's the thing. If God started it, he's going to finish it. And that's his promise. And that's what Paul is saying here. He's saying, church, don't forget, if God started it, He'll finish it. Secondly, though, we can actually see no matter what. Everyone say no, no matter what. Let your love grow. Philippians 1, 9 through 11 says this here. It says, and this is my prayer. So Paul is already going into prayer for his church. He said, this is my prayer that you may, that your love may abound more and more. In knowledge, in depth of, of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. You know what Paul is saying here? I pray that your love would grow. Is your love growing within this season? Or is your anger growing? Is your fear growing? What is growing in this season? Um... Because honestly, let me tell you what scripture says in 1 Corinthians 13. It says, if you don't have love, you have nothing. You can be right and not love and have nothing. You can be factually true, but if you don't have love, you have nothing. I love what it says in 1 Corinthians 13. It says, you can have the faith that moves mountains. You can give your life to the flames. 
You can die for Christ. You can have the spiritual gifts to move mountains. But if you don't have love, you're nothing. Here's the thing, right? If you want your love to grow, the only way personally that I have seen that your love for, for others grows is you let yourself be loved more by God. Literally. Like the only way I can love my wife better and love my kids better isn't a five-step book. Just do this and do that and do this. I need God to, God's love to invade my soul. Why? Because what fills spills. What fills will spill. As God's love invades you, it fills you, and then God's love spills out of you. So, how do you let God love, love you? Well, let me tell you this. What you love, you become light. What you love, you become like. And really, what I sincerely believe is this season is exposing what we've loved. That's why if, we've, if you've loved control during this season, it's exposing you. Because you ain't got no control. That's one thing that I have sincerely learned with this church is this like, I ain't got no control. I can't see y'all. I can't high five you. I mean, like, it's just, it's like, but, but at the same, same time, like, this season is exposing what we have loved. If you love money and you're so stressed you can't even sleep, could it be your love is wrong? You, you, you love you always being right. And whenever you encounter someone that you think is wrong, is it exposing what you really love? This is a season, just as Paul prayed, let your love grow because here's the thing he says why as your love grows you'll be able to discern what is best love is love is the lens that we need within this season to discern what is best because we have a lot of people thinking that we know what what the best is and what the best is but it's like no we've 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 got to put the lens of love on what Paul is praying here he's saying God let their love grow and that is my prayer for you is that when all of this insanity is going on that deep within you God is doing a work and that your love would grow as you are submitted to and loved by God he fills you and then spills out of you to those around you thirdly though no matter what everyone say no matter what the gospel will advance. This is what Paul says here. He says first uh, uh, in, chapter, in chapter one, verses 12 through 14, he says, and because of my chains, remember he's in prison. He says, and because of my chains, that's not true. I'm, I'm just gonna read from here. Okay, oh, here we go. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Now, I want you, okay, I think that was supposed to go first. <laughs> I'm just going to read the Bible, okay? <laughs> I'm going to trust, tr- trust a, a slide here. Here we go. First time it says, now, yes, now I want you to know, brothers, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me being in prison has actually served to do what? Advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Next slide, please. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel with 
out fear. He says, guys, look, I am chained up, but the gospel is not chained. I am chained up, but the gospel is going forward, doing what the gospel does. And I said, and y'all, I believe this, that even though the church has been somewhat, you call it chained, we haven't been able to, to, do, to do what we've been doing, but, the, but at the same time, the church on Sundays has stopped, but at the same time, the church has not shut down. I, I, I correct people, I'm the church ain't shut, shut down, our Sundays were shut down, and that's what I love about our church. Lifehouse has not stopped doing what Lifehouse does. We've just stopped on Sundays. But that's the power of the church and the power of the gospel. It will advance no matter what circumstances are in your way. He says, I am in chains right here. But it is actually these chains that are doing what? Advancing the gospel. Why? Because, because it's inspiring someone else to be more confident and bold. Let me ask, ask, let me ask you this. Is the way you're handling this pandemic inspiring others to, to love Christ more and advancing the gospel, or is it hindering? Paul's saying here, the way the gospel is advancing through him being in chains is it is his courage and confidence being, being with chains that is inspiring the people around him to be more confident and hopeful in the Lord. And that's what, and that's what we've got to see here. Is your faith right now in these times inspiring people or depressing people? Because honestly, right now, it's, it's got the opportunity. If you get your heart right, your mind right, and your perspective right. Us being quarantined and this craziness that our country is going to individually and personally, it can actually serve to advance the gospel. Let me share a, qu a quick number with you. When all of this insanity happened and we had to go online, we have a church online platform that we go through. They said in the first month of doing church online in the United States only, 60,000 people made a decision to, to follow Christ. And really, who knows? Could it be this is the season now that is, that is not chaining the church, but that but the, we've actually been in chains. And, and this is actually unchaining the church, and it's going to serve to actually advance the purpose and mission of the church. Because the thing is this, the gospel is going to advance. The question is, is it going to advance through you? That is the question, because the gospel is going to do what the gospel does, and we get the opportunity then to partner with God, right? This is what Jesus said, Matthew 9. This is, this is Jesus before he passed, training his disciples. He said this, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. When you see crowds, do you have compassion? What do you see whenever you see crowds? He had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without with. Without a shepherd, he said to the disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers in the field. You know, God prayed for you to get you in the game and not to just see, see your life as, as something that is all about you, but is saying, you know what, you've been put here for a purpose, on purpose, to advance the gospel. And the gospel is going to, to advance because that's what the gospel does. But the question is, is it going to advance through you, through through you, say, say this with me, Jesus, use me. Say, Jesus, use me. Fourthly, no matter what, you can't lose. No matter what, no matter what happens, as a Christian, 
you don't take an L. There is no L's. Let me tell you why. Check this out. This, this is what Paul says, right? Paul is getting really, really, like, deep in his emotions here. He's being vulnerable. So what he says here, he says, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but that I will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. He says, for, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I'm torn between the two. He says, I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Do you know what Paul is deliberating here? Whether he wants to live. <laughs> he's, he's like, yep, if I die, it's better. <laughs> you ever felt that way? Like, you know what, if I die, it's better. If I stay here though, if God decides and chooses to keep me here on this planet breathing, I've got a purpose. My desire is to depart and be with Christ because that's better by far because when I'm with him, no more sickness, no more pain, no more tears. I get what I've been living this thing for, a resurrected new body, worshiping the King of kings and Lord of lords, the creator God. If I die, that's, that's where I'm going. But then he says, if God decides to keep me here, let me tell you why I'm here. It is for the benefit of someone else. And that's what I believe tonight. Some of you, you have been depressed, anxious, worried. Like, it's all about you. And let's just be honest. We are like black holes. We, we live in a selfie culture. Selfie pictures. Self-care. Self-love. Self-image. Self, self, self. How's that working out for us? We have such a happy people. So much joy the most prosperous nation in the world, yet we are the most medicated and depressed. Could it be we need to pick up what Paul is putting down here? Yeah, you know what? I want to be with Jesus. I love my kids. I, I love my wife. But whenever Jesus calls me, peace. I'm out. But if God has me here, if you're breathing, if you have life in your bones, if you have life, if you have life, it's for the benefit of someone else. He says, I am only here in the body still for you, Philippi, for you, church in Philippi. And could it be that Paul, who was chained up, beaten, bruised, battered, shipwrecked, bitten by vipers, he had all of that stuff, yet at the same time, later in this book, in chapter four, he said, rejoice! I say it again, rejoice! Could it, could it be that he was on to something when he said, I'm not going to make my life about me because whenever I make my life about me, I am a black hole. But honestly, until you fill that, that black hole and dark hole with the creator God, you will be searching, using, and using people, abusing people to fill a void that they were never meant to fill. But that only the creator God was meant to fill in your life. And as the creator God fills you, it spills out of you where instead now of using people, you can serve people because you understand the God that created in heaven and earth served you. And it is simply a response to who God is and what God has done for you. You can tell I haven't preached in four months. I don't get this loud. 
But at the same time, could it be the Christ followers, we need to live by a different scorecard? Because the one that we have been living by is, is not the one that Paul is saying here. No matter what, you can't lose. Last, lastly, no matter what happens, live in a way that honors Jesus. 127, we just, we just read it. Can't, can't you see the flow here? Can't you see how Paul started off like, God's gonna do a work in you. Grow in love. Gospel's gonna advance. You win. Now let me break it down to you, no matter what happens. And if anyone had the power to say that, it was Paul. Because he had whatever happened, happened. This is like what happened was. Like Paul could have had a book said what happened was. No matter what happens, live in a way that honors Jesus. Don't put your character, your calling as a follower of Jesus Christ on the altar. Don't sell your character at the altar of whatever our world is throwing out to you. No matter what happens, let me ask you this. What if, what, what if the economy crashes even worse? What happens then? What if Joe Biden wins? You know who I'm gonna say next. What if Trump wins? Are you, are you gonna sell your character for Christ? Are you gonna sell your testimony on the altar of politics? Are you, are, you, are you gonna sell your character at the altar of money? Are you gonna sell your character at the altar of whatever you would possibly use, lose your, your testimony to? Paul had a perspective that we need, church fam. Whatever happens, no matter what happens, and I'm praying today that God would raise up today with every person here and, and the people podcast listening to us, that God would raise up a church full of no matter what happens people. No matter what happens, that we would live in a way that brings honor to Christ. No matter what happens, that we would be people. The follow Christ. Put that Thank you again for joining us on the LifeHouse Newport News Podcast. If you're ever in the Hampton Roads area, we'd love for you to join us at one of our live worship experiences at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. at the Regal Kiln Creek Movie Theaters. Until then, feel free to check us out at www.theaterchurchnn.com or on any social media platform. Thank you so much, and God bless.